This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I'm your beautiful host, Judy Gold. And this week we have Matt Bronger, who is a very, very funny comedian who is from Portland, Oregon, where my friend Dan is from. And we talked about that. Yeah, it was so fun talking to him. So I'm sure you'll enjoy part one of my uh, conversation with him. Also, happy Halloween! It's Halloween! I hated Halloween growing up. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I would get such... I would... Did you go trick-or-treating, Elisa? Elisa's here for the opening. Elisa's here for the opening. Everyone, everyone. So um, I would go trick-or-treating, and I would then bring all this candy home and then my mother would tell me what I could and couldn't eat and then I would get a huge sugar rush and collapse and you know I don't think kids can go trick-or-treating like that anymore do you You used to ride your bike around the neighborhood and that your mother used to say to you come home before dinner or be home for dinner and you would leave and they had no fucking idea where you were for the afternoon and then you came home and that was it and you had your own life but not anymore now we can stare at our phones and our computers and play games oh yeah so listen everyone who is a regular listener I want you to know you know on my closing of the show I always talk and talk and talk and then I have this thing about whoever's listening to the end and people write to me and I've decided to do most of my talking at the beginning now but I'm going to still have a closing to see who listens at the end. So I want you to know that this um, Saturday I will be in East Greenwich, Connecticut. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, East Greenwich, Rhode Island, because, you know, Greenwich, Connecticut, the fancy people. East Greenwich, uh, Rhode Island at the Greenwich Odium Theater. And I need you to go see that show if you live near East Greenwich, Rhode Island, which I heard has really good restaurants. That's what I heard. And then also this week, another horrible thing is going to happen. You know what's going to happen? Daylight savings time will end. I'm fucking sick. Don't, aren't you sick of daylight saving time? Why do they even do it? Uh, I have no idea. That was Elisa. She usually knows everything. Yeah, I don't like the um, the daylight. Because, you know, it's the getting dark at like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's not good for me because I get up late. So four o'clock in the afternoon for me is like 12 for a normal person. Noon, you know? Whatever, I never leave my apartment anyway. What else is going on? Please vote, vote. If you're not registered, go fuck yourself. But we have to vote. I can't believe the shit that's going on in this country. Also, I'd like to talk about the anti-Semitism. Cut it out, you fucking assholes. Okay? It's, it's beyond ridiculous. And just so everyone knows, 
Uh, I'm an American Jew. My family came over to the United States in the late 1800s. Elisa, yours? Um, 1920s. Oh, 1920s. So we came out, we came out, they came out of the closet in the 1880s. So I, I, I know that everyone wants, you know, hates Israel, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Israel's a democracy. There's a lot to learn about Israel if you're anti-Israel, you know, whatever. Do your due diligence. But all I have to say is all these people who are like, eh, Israel, you know, I know this is shocking, but I don't vote in Israel. I have nothing to do with Israeli politics. Is, is that crazy? That is like someone saying that Roman Catholics in the United States are responsible and should be um, vilified for Italian politics. You know what I'm saying? So cut the shit. Anti-Semitism is anti-Semitism. And we are the chosen. And I love being Jewish. Okay. So anyway, that is my diatribe for today, uh, for this week. Please enjoy my wonderful conversation with Matt Bronger, who is hilarious and has a new uh, comedy special out, but you'll hear all about that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy part one of my interview with Matt Bronger. Welcome to Kill Me Now. Today, you know, we have a comedian, which is <laughs> my favorite. We don't always have comedians. We used to only have comedians, but now I've expanded my horizons here. But Matt Bronger has a new special out called Doug. Not called Matt, but called Doug. Yes. He was on in the last season of Mad TV. He is a working, successful, lots <laughs> of followers. He is hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, and they thems, let's welcome Matt Brownger here. Matt Thank Brown you, Judy. That's uh that's so sweet of you to say. I'm such a massive fan of yours. So that's Oh nice my god, I love Matt Brownger more than <laughs> anything you. in the world. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Well, Matt. You were born yeah. on August 1st, which is the day my father died. So enjoy that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll August 1st. That. Yeah. It was a little, it was 16 <laughs> years later. But first of all, I want to say Mazel Tov. Uh, this is the Jew Bell, by the way. On yes, your, I love it. You're a dad. I'm a dad. Yes. I'm a dad. You're a dad uh, and a, a husband. A, I'm a dad and a husband. Yeah. Still going strong. Uh, five years of marriage, two years of child life. So, and yeah. you call yourself a, you know, you're about the same age my father was uh, when I was born. He, he was 47. And although he died when I was young, not to not to be negative. Uh, hey, it's OK. Um, I loved having older parents. I mean, I didn't love it when I was a kid, but mm -hmm. now as an adult, I am so grateful Mm -hmm. that I had older parents because when you see adults of uh, older parents who are, you know, children of older parents, there's a huge, yeah. difference. there's a huge difference. Like they're not growing up with their kids. You know, the parents weren't. Growing yes. Up. Yeah. I, and, and I feel like we've incorporated her into our social life really well. We're like, we had friends over for a barbecue and like everybody, all my friends have my, I have this like girl dad crew where all our daughters have like, detective names there's uh there's rose bronger there's stella miles there's peach greenberg 
Like if that's not a Jewish that is beyond, yeah. I don't know. Yes. Uh uh and um yeah, and and there's and there's Sonny Garcia. So like Oh my god, I love this. Yeah, and we all it's like, you know, oh, can you get mine? She just ran off. Yeah, I got her, I got her. And 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 none of us, you know, it's like there is that moment of of raw panic that comes anytime your kid gets out of your sight, but it's not, it's that you 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 have this you have this life where ever so many things have gone horribly wrong already. Where I think if you're in your mid twenties or early thirties, you haven't yet. You haven't taken all the knocks. And my wife and I have taken so many. Like our it's history just is so right bananas. because it's like yeah. your wife, Kara, right? Yes, correct. Uh-huh. Uh, and your daughter Rose. Um, yeah, which Rose is such a good name. <laughs> Thank you, Golden Girls. Basically, no one in our name, uh, no one in our family has that name. I love Kara it. Just woke up and was like, "I like the name." I'm like, you know, it's I can't a great, it's a Jewy it. name, you know. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Wait, let me get yeah. my bell. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I have to say being a parent and a comic, but my kids are, you know, 21 and 26. Um, wow. What the fuck is that? It's usually coming from here, not there. I know I'm, I'm in a, I'm, we're, we're staying in this apartment building while we get some renovations done to our house. And it's got this giant open air area because you can have that in Southern right. California, but it's also right next to a fire station and right oh, by nice. a giant hospital where they hel- helicopter people in. Okay. Well, that's so. good because we'll see yeah. how many I'm right by a hospital too. We're going to compare okay. how many sirens are on your end versus my end. So you just have <laughs> yeah. one, you just had one. It's, so I'm going to, it's been pretty tame today. I'll Matt, say so one, not to jinx Judy. it, but oh, my yes, we'll have dueling sirens. Um, okay, Matt, <laughs> yes, let's go back to, the very beginning. You were uh, you were born in Chicago. Yes. Uh, you're an only child of school right. teachers. That's right. Um, yeah. And you were born in Chicago, but your parents moved to Portland, Oregon. Yes, they they uh, uh, were you know low level school teachers, so they moved to um, Santa Barbara, and they they basically lost their jobs in in Illinois uh, because of there was a there's a whole thing in the in the late seventies, especially early eighties, where you know, it was this idea of like, why don't we just slash uh, public health and education so we have to pay less taxes? And everybody was like, yeah, I think that's Things still going on. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's all the rage. And yeah. so they they landed in a place uh, called Portland, Oregon, where that wasn't it, it, it. Once those measures reached there and people kind of went for them, it was already they were already uh, entrenched enough that it wouldn't affect them as much, even though people kind of fought it tooth and nail. It's still it's still a pretty lefty place. Um, so it didn't it, they that's they basically just ended up there because they got jobs. Like my mom got a job at Lewis and Clark College and my dad got a job in the public school system. So and what did they teach? My mother taught English. My dad uh, taught history, but then went into administration. So he was a vice principal, then a principal. Did they meet in school or as teachers? They did. Yeah, Deerfield High in Illinois. Uh, oh were, my they, god! They started Your high school sweethearts. High school teacher sweethearts. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, uh-huh. that's oh, they were teachers already, so they, they didn't meet like already, in college. Yeah. Oh, all right, because oh, no, I, no, 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 I can't with the people who you know married their high school sweetheart, and you're like, how long is no. this gonna last? Seriously, everyone I know who did that is divorced. Yeah, and I, exactly. I can't speak for other people, but you know, uh, yeah, I can. So. Um, (laughs) so you're, you're an only child growing up in Portland, which, Hmm. okay. Before we continue, this is all I want from you. I want to work in Portland. 
I want to yes. work there. I love Portland. You I have got you. to help. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I did something. I, I, what'd you do? You did something bad? I did a private gig at the, sta- what's the stadium where the, the, the basketball players play? Oh, uh, well, the, the Moda now. Which yeah. I know, it is, I know it is the Rose Garden when right. I was a kid. You know, oh, so, and uh, Rose Garden, and your daughter's name is Rose. Ah, I never promised roses. you a Rose Garden. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did a, a big event there. I performed like on the court, and I love Portland. I, I've been there a few times. My connection to Portland is that one of my best friends from college, like I. When I was a senior in college, I have never told this story, but when I was a senior in college or b- between my junior and senior years in college, I lived on campus. I went to Rutgers and I'm just doing that because there's a lot of Jews there. Anyway, so um, I, I got a job at a Mexican restaurant and I became like, you know, those people you're just like, you're like a magnet and you become best friends immediately. Sure. Yes. So it was this guy, Dan Ryan, who... Um, was at Rutgers. This was the, uh, he had been there because university of Portland, is it? Oh, is it Oregon university of Oregon? He university of Oregon. Notice how I say it correctly. Oregon. Sure. Yeah, you did. Nailed it. Yeah. I don't do Oregon. I don't do that. No. Okay. He was an exchange student, right? Okay. And, uh, we were ended up working the summer. He was leaving at the end of the summer, but we got, became really good friends. And I, love Oregon because of him. You know, it's so vastly different than growing up on the East Coast, especially oh, yeah. in New Jersey. It's yes. it's hippie-ish. I know that you, you know, there was the show Portlandia and all that, but I it's right. it's really just vastly the people are so vastly different than where I grew up. And yet I am drawn mm-hmm. to that sort of grungy, hippie. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, well, it, it, it's always been this thing of, like, for example, there's a theater in, in L.A. now called The Elysian that supports all these really- I work there. I work there. Comedy. It's great. It's, it's I did incredible. it for the Netflix comedy uh, festival. Awesome. Yeah. So you know. and and But I, went, I walked into that theater for the first time and was like, oh, Portland. Like, this is, that's my childhood where it was just, it was weird- you know, when I was, you know, younger and, and, and shittier, I would call it, it was, you know, it's so much bad art. It was just clogging right, the right. streets, but it's kind of like, I now miss it. Now I have a bit in my act that I'm working on about how like, you know, AI is taking over everything. And isn't it sad that this is all we'll have is us assholes talking about right. our, our, our dicks and our badges. Like that's, what's going to happen. That's right. all you're going to get. But my parents went, they embraced it wholeheartedly where they would take me to really, yeah, really this. weird avant-garde theater. And I hated it at the time, but then I look back on it and go, oh, you know, I kind of love, you know, there's that scene in Big Lebowski where he goes to his landlord show and it's yeah. obviously like performance art. And it just like the, the joke is, ah, it sucks. But right. it's like, I look, I, I watch that scene. I go, good for that landlord. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, he's, he's doing this thing. And so there was so much of that, but there was also stuff that like now the kids worship. Like there were the, my friend, my parents' uh, friends, I grew up with their three daughters, Jewish family. And they, uh, they're like my Jewish sisters and even to this day, and they live next door to one of the guys who was on the, in a, like this, the Portland claymation, you know, claymation was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Portland and a lot of stuff. Oh, I didn't animation. know that. Yeah. And he did that video. Uh, and she was for this. Yeah, yeah. Heads. 
And then we were just like, whoa, that's cool. And but it's like it's beyond cool now. Right. Like I say that to like a 22 year old who has discovered the talking heads and they're like, oh, my God, it's the fucking best shit I've ever heard. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I know the guy who and they're like, whoa, you know, yeah. so it's it's kind of this thing that's I thought it would have faded away. And it's definitely gotten gentrified out to a, a great extent where, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, there's there's still this place called Saturday Market where they sell all these weird paintings and all this cool craft. Uh, stuff but you know now a lot of it is the stuff they sell is much more practical where I, when i was a kid it was just like wow you're selling these vases they look like i made them and i'm seven right, okay right. <laughs> you know yeah so it's that that was i i can't i think the culture uh uh disruption for my parents was huge and immense but i think they also had that you know they grew up in the 60s and they met each other kind of through their ideals and were kind of like okay at least these people are trying like they grew up Catholic and they right. found a Catholic church that was literally burned down in the thirties for allowing black parishioners, right. St. Andrews. It's still there. And they have, you know, uh, they have a rainbow flag in there and they have, they accept everybody where it's one of those things where I'm like, this place is <laughs> like, how do you have a Catholic church that hates the Pope? Like hates him. Like right. everyone in the yep. congregation is like, Oh fuck that guy. And I'm talking, you know, John Paul II when I was a kid. <laughs> so like, uh, uh, it, it was, it was, it's one of those things I'm really grateful that I grew up in and it lingers. So when you say that, when people would come and, you know, I had this, this comedy festival I co-produced called Bridgetown that was there for 10 years. And it, we, it got called this, not by us, but we were, they were like, it's, there was summer camp for adults because you had all these people that came and they found this scene and they found all these new fans and people in Portland were reluctant to support it first because they're like, I don't want to fall in love with this and it goes away. But the comedy scene because of the fest, the fest is gone. It ended in 2017 because of the fest. It's the scene there is strong. Yeah. Than it's, it's amazing. Cause there were, yeah. no, there was no scene there for, right. I started in the eighties. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. there's one club in, yeah. in old town and that was it. That, that was, was it. it. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great it is high quality, and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and literally, you heat them for two minutes. Every week, you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights 
and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You're growing up as an only child with these parents who are just really Mm open-minded. And I have siblings. Did you ever dream? I know you had your neighbors, but did you ever dream, uh, you know, what's what would it be like to Mm -hmm. have a sim? I mean, you probably got so much attention. Yeah. But you didn't get the. Here's what I. Like, I've read so many articles on, you know, the shit you learn from being a sibling, like how to negotiate, how right, to, um, right. y- you know, um, how to change the subject, how to, there's so many things you yeah. learn from sibling relationships uh, mm-hmm. on how to navigate the world because they are right. a little competitive, you know? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Do you think you're different because... You really didn't have to compete with anyone. I, I would I would definitely agree with that. Different is the exact term I would use. Uh, I would say if you put side by side, it's better to be an only child or a sibling. If I have to choose one, I would I would probably choose sibling because of what you said. But at the same time, my parents had me in you know uh, Wait, in activities. Putting a siren down for me. There's your siren. Yeah, uh, they put you on activities. Me. Yeah, yeah, and like in the arts, and also a little bit of and in sports if I wanted, but also public school. I cannot stress the importance of public schools Same. enough because I had to make friends. I, I'm not saying I would wish this on any child, but I'll never forget that the time my mom, you know, jogged me down to the bus stop because that's what they did in the late '70s and early '80s. They were always jogged, and she took me down. And waited for the school bus. And I'd never been on a school bus. And I'd never been like away from my parents except for at another kid's house. And I was going to first grade. So I was six. I'd gone to uh, I'd gone to preschool. Uh, or no, excuse me, kindergarten. I never went to preschool. And then, uh, but I was like, okay. But I had this thing where everyone's basically like my mom and dad. They think I'm great. And everyone's going to be nice to me. And it's going to be, you know, okay. And I can just be myself. Right. I get on this bus. Some of the kids, swear to God, had mustaches. They sat way near the back. They, they, this bus was dropping off kids all over yeah, the city. Yeah. I get on the bus and I rolled on the window and my mom's waving, running by the bus. And I yell out, bye, mommy. And the whole bus screams, bye, mommy. And they're just laughing. And I just shrunk. I just felt like a husk where all the hope and the love and the optimism just like well, in that moment punched out of me. All the innocence, innocence is gone. Innocence. Yeah. And you know, it got better from there. And I definitely had bullies and but I had um people who told me, hey, you gotta stand up to that bully. And I had uh uh people who were very interesting. And you know, I mean, Portland was so wild. The, the thing sixth grade, 
I was going to Harriet Tubman Middle School and I was 11 and my best friend was a uh, 13-year-old black girl named Africa. And all I listened to at the time was hip hop and all she listened to was the Sex Pistols. That was Portland then. You right. know, where yep. and it not it, it and I and I say this with 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 no bullshit in me on on this, it never hit me as weird. It never was like it was just we would go to punk rock shows, we would go to every kind of thing, or you would you know, and I think this is before the advent of the internet where I would go on TikTok and someone would say that was weird or stupid, you right. know, because of because of of the algorithm, because of definitions, because of rankings and all that jazz. It was just everyone was just fumbling. But because we had people that were very open-minded like that. And, and you mentioned my parents were open-minded. Yeah, but they were deep down, my mother especially, kind of a waspy Catholic in her own way. Kind wow. of. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, came came from a bit of the Chicago upper crust. Uh, my my dad did not. I mean, I joke that I'm, I'm a bronger of the Sioux City brongers, Sioux City, right. Iowa brongers. You know, there's a, there's a helicopter. No, there I'm not a, gonna. I'm not doing what? helicopter. I'm only doing siren. No, don't. Please don't. Yeah. Well, that's that one. That's even worse. Like when a, the children's hospital one comes, I'm yeah. like, okay, get get that kid in there. Right. When it's a cop. Like, come on. Oh man. yeah, I know. What are you doing? Are you looking for homeless? No, they should I, do it because it's really good for the environment too. Yeah. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like uh, like Kendall Jenner flying flying her uh, her um, her private jet from L.A. to L.A. to avoid oh, yeah, five minutes of traffic. Yeah, my God, uh, that but was they're that great. Was I love them. Impressive. So I good love the Kardashians. I love them. Uh-huh. They're crazy. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. All right. <laughs> so, okay, where the hell were we? You were in the middle of something. Oh, uh, just saying yeah. how uh, it was. It was a very it's. I get why people like Portland. And the thing, the thing that gets me oh, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. is, is And your mother being a Catholic. And yeah. also, you know, the fact that they found a church that was like-minded, yeah. you know? It, it, yeah. Uh, so, I, and my kids went to public school here in New York. And I, they are so much better for it. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't, the kids that went to the private schools, I'm not dissing private schools, but I sure. am. It's like you're with the same people that are like mm-hmm. you, you know? Right. And that's not the way the world is. It's so isolating. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the last person to say this about any kind of an educational platform, but a lot of times when there is a lot of money getting poured into this school, there is an agenda where, and it probably aligns with mine. You know, it right. is like a very uh, left-leaning thing, but I feel like, I, I want my kid to to have different voices all over the place. Whereas if you have, say, a school that has right. one major donor and they pump in yep. a couple hundred million a year and that person is like, I don't want you to teach. I want you to teach more of this and less of this. It's like, I don't want that. I don't want anyone having that power. I would like all of us as parents and as voters and as uh, parts of our community to go, you know, I'd like, uh, you know, I mean, I have no problem like, like definitely teach, teach Howard's in, you know, cause right. that is the real I history. love Howard's in, yeah. Yes. But, but at the same time, uh, come at it from different angles, let's say, you right. know, where that's all. Because that's everyone's all. And, has a different experience with right. the truth. Yeah. Um, can I, can I tell you something that's, yeah. I just thought of, 
my my friend's mother had assisted suicide a couple years ago. She had a very bad affliction and she was like, I don't want to go through that kind of pain. There's nothing they can do for me. And when my parents moved to Portland, I mean, you want to talk about like the, the friends they, they met and had were, I mean, pretty much full on communist. And uh, she was, you know, she they gave her the drug and she had, you know, a bit of time to just talk with her son and daughter. But she was really high, too. And so she was just kind of stream of consciousness. And the one thing she said that my friend Lev told me that just made me laugh out loud because he and I grew up together. You know, Lev, when I met him, I was like, your name is Love? And he's like, Lev, man. And I'm like, oh, you know, but it was like, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. In Portland, somebody named their fucking kid Love. Uh, but he he told me his mom just was like veering off and just talking about, oh, I love you kids so much. And I, I loved and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, stops and goes, why did we waste so much time with communism? <laughs> that, just, that, just, that just killed me. Because I just remember where, you know, my, my friend's dad was like, you know, I'm, fly, I'm thinking about flying to Central America to help the Sandinistas. It's like, do what? You're right. going to get shot, man. And killed, what, yeah. What? What are you, how are you helping? You're, you're literally being the problem of, of white entitlement right now. Exactly. You're, you're not John Wayne, man. You, you don't even own a gun. What do you, oh my God. You know, just that, that was the, the oh, that's so funny. leftism that I, that I had around me as a kid sometimes that yeah. even to me was as silly as, as, yeah. as extreme right wingism almost. So anyway, <laughs> I just had to share that. That's crazy. Um, you went to Grand Hill High School. Is, is it the Grand Hill, the basketball player? No, it's, it's just Grant. It's just Grant. Oh, uh, I read Grand Hill. I was like, wait, Grand Hill is younger. A lot of, a uh, yeah. lot of big basketball players came out of there but no it was a it was a grant it was a massive oh, high school Sorry. i went to yeah i i went to uh a mat my my high school was over 2000 students and then the i went to a small liberal arts college in new york that was like around a oh thousand. i know i know everything about you so don't even uh, okay you, you went to um grand high school and you were really into the plays and yeah yeah oh yeah that's i mean i i first did a school play at like when i was in third grade. And I remember I just that typical thing that you I'm sure you had that we've all had the time you got your first laugh. I remember coming out and I had like a cape and a top hat and I was like the bad guy. And I was I said something about like, by tying someone to a train or something like that, a train track or something like that. And, and the whole crowd laughed mostly because I was a kid. And I remember being like, this is it. This is yeah, I've been to plays. I've seen a lot of serious stuff. I've seen stuff that makes me laugh. But I've never had this where Every, everybody likes me right now. You yeah. know, I think that's, that's where, that's what, that's how we, you and I probably both got ruined initially. Well, I, we I knew I wanted to be a performer. Um, and I was a music nerd, but oh. when someone dared me to do it and I got my first, that was it. That was the mm -hmm. end. Of, that was the beginning of the end. You went, you then went to, which is so interesting that you would go from Portland to Manhattanville College. Yeah. In, in Hertzis. Like, yeah. did you pick other school? Like, it's so yeah, far I, away. I applied. I, I really had a weird application process where I wasn't sure what I was doing. So I kind of got myself led along by this advisor who I li later found out was kind of trying to veering me towards traditionally Catholic places that oh, were still right. pretty liberal. And so, um, you know, I applied my number one was McAllister. Um, I, and in, that's in, that's in Minneapolis. It's very, okay. 
very, very good art school. Um, Manhattanville was, you know, small, but really good. And it was a half an hour train ride from the city. I wanted to just go the biggest piece of advice I took from any of my parents or advisors or friends' parents was, um, my friend's dad was like, just go as far as you can. And just, you'll get so much more perspective that way. Your parents aren't going anywhere. And I w- he's like, you can always come back here. And I had friends who were going to U of O and I had friends who were going to PSU and I had friends who were, you know, staying in the Northwest and things. And I was like, well, why don't I just try this? And, and it turned out to be, uh, be great because I, ha- I had all these, uh, these really good professors. It was, it was weird because I felt very stranded, you know, in this area, in a small campus surrounded by a giant wall with a castle at the edge of the quad. And there was nowhere to walk to, you know, it's Westchester County. It's just, right. it's like a massive field with a mansion in the distance. In oh, the mist, it's, you know, the, uh, but it is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Elisa, yeah, yeah, yeah. my lover is from Westchester. My lover, oh, Elisa. Okay. Yes. But, yeah. but, um, your parents must've freaked out when you left. Cause you're an only child. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they did, but they also, my mom got a position at Berkeley at the time. Wow. And my parents had this thing where they would, my dad would fly in to, uh, to, uh, to visit her every weekend. And then he was wow. like, this, let's rent the house. And so they got an apartment in Berkeley together and loved it. And so they had like this kind of s- s- second, like a second life, yeah. you know, That's childless so cool. life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it coincided kind of beautifully with the timing. So you studied. Yeah. Uh, you studied theater um, right. at Manhattanville. Were you the only straight guy in your theater? <laughs> I was definitely the only, that's how small my college was. I was the only guy in no. my musical theater classes, just the musical theater class. Like every, everything else, there were other actors, but it was like, it was this kind of, no one had any, any interest. And I, and I really liked doing them in high school. I, they fell out of favor with me uh, because it just, I, it's just, it wasn't really my my thing, and I was I was really getting into more more avant garde stuff. I wasn't into I was a huge fan of comedy, but I'd never even considered it. And then, not to get ahead, but when I left and went to Chicago, uh, I found out about all this avant garde theater and also about improv. And did then, you? So yeah. Did you when you were at Manhattanville? Did you come into the city a lot? Yeah, we would go at least every other weekend. We would typically get off the train at like St. Mark's place and, uh, wander around, talk about an area that's changed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, not that all of New York has not, but, um, you know, occasionally Brooklyn. Um, and I had this, I had this, this, um, performance art, performance art theory class, I believe where we would just get taken to all kinds of productions. We got taken to everything from, Angels of America, which was on oh, Broadway that's at the so time. great. Yeah, to to just uh, uh, a movement uh, uh, theater where it was just a lot of shapes and and dance, but not so right. stuff that like you know and and everything in between. So you know the 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 big the big shows and then the then the little shows that were kind of barely holding on. Uh, we we saw um, I'll never forget we saw uh, Issei Ogata, who is a Japanese comedian. And almost, he, you know, that's that term gets passed passed around, but like the Robin Williams of Japan, right? Kind of thing. And he did once he did one man performance art where he would just do a character, right? And uh, and and it was so much of it was about how crushing, I guess, j- j- traditional Japanese society can be for the individual. 
and how uh, stifling and you know there there and we had a thing in our ear where a translator was saying oh he was, he was doing saying. it in Japanese yeah and, and he so, was one character or multiple characters he was multiple like once so like one, Whoopi Goldberg like they were monologues right, yes yeah hey, thank okay. you much more the Whoopi Goldberg of yeah. uh, of, of Japan and he. He did. He did like a, 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 a old Japanese businessman, obviously richer than anything, but was basically just like frozen all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. very angry. And then he did a guy whose whole job was just to watch an empty parking garage underground. And it, at one point, it, it, it just gives him a directive. And he's like, you know, no playing around. Just watch for burglars or anything. And he's like, but there's nothing to steal. Don't talk back. And he's just sitting there. And it, there's he kind of just starts moving when he realizes no one's around. And right. he starts dancing. And he puts a leg out and he starts really getting into it. And then a voice in the middle of it just goes, stop dancing. And it's like, it was this funniest laugh break for everyone. But it's just like, yeah, that's exactly how it must be. Right. Where it's like, this is your role. Do not ever deviate. Yes. You know, where and for that, what we do, that's insane. That would, that would yeah. be like if you were doing a story someone has seen and they interrupt you and go, no, 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 no. That's not what your sister said. And you're like, bitch, I will change the story. Shut the fuck up. You right. Know? Like, yeah, so, it's yeah, so I, uh, the theater slash comedy, you know, being a working in a club versus working in a theater, it's so vastly yes. different. And also, yes. you know, the, uh, I don't know if people know that the equity rules, once the script is set, you are not allowed oh to veer from that script or you yes. get in trouble. They have people come in and, and, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Especially if your show's a hit. There was a guy I listened to on a podcast who was, who was a, a director and was like, it's such an interesting era where people will tweet at me that someone dropped a line or something. And it's just like, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like that era can fuck itself. If like, it's like, okay, if you're a nerd for cats, great. If you've seen cats a thousand times, yeah. great. But you're not involved. Your love is wonderful. But for you to go, ooh, like just snitch somebody Yeah, shut out. the fuck up. It's I, like the I, I, Yelp review. It's like, they, but we've all done that. Like that, yeah. that's what's wrong with this fucking world is this right. social media that you, you, oh, I had a bad experience here, it, uh, even though I caused it. So I'm going to write yeah. something real. It's awful. Oh, I mean, I've been in plays where I've had diarrhea. I've been in plays where I'm like, right. I, I am deathly sick, you know. And you get off stage and you just collapse, sweating onto a couch yep. because the show must go on and there's no understudy. And you know, it, it, and you know, for someone to be like, "Why was he so sweaty? Is he hung over?" It's just like, all right. Oh, you, you know, know, that's so. That's I, I, I yeah. dodged a bullet. This was before we even had phones that filmed. But you know, to, with, you know, back my, in my theater days. But my best on. friend, my best friend Bob Smith, who died of ALS, when mm. and he was an amazing comedian. And he yeah. was doing gigs and his speech started to oh. become compromised. And it sounded like he was slurring. I mean, he did stand up up until he could, you know, he could wow. understand him. And he did a private gig and they complained that he was drunk. And yep. he and he started talking about uh, that. I have ALS, you know, and. On stage, wow. and he, you know, he had the greatest, you know, I have ALS and I fucking hate baseball. Um, I have Lou Gehrig's disease and I hate, but so I, I mean, it's just people are just fucking assholes. Shh. 
shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, so you graduate college and you Mm -hmm. move to Chicago. You don't move back to Portland. Right. I wonder why. So I know now that you were not pursuing stand-up because had you pursued stand-up, you would have gone to New York, right? Yes, yes, I would have. I, I was, I was somewhat aimless. Um, uh, I didn't go. I knew I didn't. My big thing was I had friends who had went straight to Manhattan, and they were living like, you know, in these tiny, yeah, rat hole apartments because none of us had any money. And I was kind of like, I, I just I talked to my friend Aaron, who I grew up with, and she, she and her sister grew up uh, with actor parents. So we always had. You wait, know, Aaron uh, uh, lived in New York. No, Chicago. She, oh, she right. had moved What's her name? What's her last Sorry. name? Oh, uh, uh, well, no, Jewish? it was Gretchen. Gretchen. Oh, forgot it. Not Jewish. Okay. No, no, yeah. O'Connell. So no. No, no, absolutely uh, not. And, and no, and she basically was talking about all the stuff that, the cool stuff that was happening in the hundreds of black box theaters in Chicago. And on the one hand, you know, I was telling myself, yeah, this seems much more my speed, but I, I was also very afraid of just being in New York with no money by myself yeah. because I was, I was afraid of failure. You know, I'm just being very honest with you now. Um, and you know, it, it turned out to be, it's scary. You know, it was, it, 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 it was the best thing for me because I found improv and I found stand up, and I found much more of a, of a, of a way to make a path to making a living. Like I remember having a crossroads where my, the, the head of the theater department was like, I think you should take this Shakespeare intensive after college. And I remember going, I'm already so deep in debt. And do I have a guaranteed role in King Lear when I'm done? Yeah. No, you know, and it just, I was like, nah, no, I'm always going to love Shakespeare, but like, no, No, no. I, I want, I want more options than that one. So that, that, that was how I got to Chicago. So you, Go to Chicago. You have some weird job. You were a uh, you worked in a greeting card store. Is that correct? Oh no, that was during college. That was a that oh, was okay. summer job in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was an incredibly boring job that I based my thesis play that I wrote as, as a senior in college on. Like, what if it was a door to another dimension or something? Because it was just like a, it was a level of unfathomable boredom where I was like, there has to be more to this job than this. And there, yes. there really is. And there wasn't. Okay. There wasn't. There wasn't. And you no. were, did you train to become a clown? No. Uh, I just did. I, I, we, we, we took classes that like under guys who were like in the Comedia del Art kind of thing, which I remember that being, that being a very strange moment where he's, at the front of the lecture hall and he's doing all the characters and he went to Italy to study it. And, um, it, you know, it's one of those things. Oh God. What's his name? Wrote that, that show studio. I was just talking with John Roy, a Chicago comedian about this, that studio 54 and the sunset strip show yeah. that knew nothing about comedy and, and nothing about SNL really. And then, you know, it was just saying how that one comedian was like, we should do comedian del art. It's like, no, no comedian is saying that. None of us are saying, let's do it. Like, you know, it's like, if anything, I would pick like, oh, let's do some cat skills routines. 
Yeah. Those are funny. Yeah. Those resonate. You know, there's slapstick, there's gags, you know, oh, a, a guy with a giant penis nose. We're going rah, rah, rah. Yeah. like that, that, that's about funny for three seconds. So he did all these characters on stage and then he got done and he's like, you know, you can laugh. We're all like, dude, Oh, if my you're saying God. that it was the Jeb Bush, please clap. Oh it was God. Like, it was that like, you is, know, yeah. You as can, if we were like, God, I really, he's killing. I don't want to be yeah. embarrassing and laugh out loud. Yeah. Like, I was holding it in. Uh, uh, oh my God. That's hilarious. The, yeah. I have a student of mine who uh, was a professional clown and went to clown school and it's oh, cool. so hard. It's but hard. You can yeah, see it. You can see it in her performance. Her name's Amy Crossman, by the way. She has a one person show coming up, but she, right. you can, t and I gained such just from having her and getting to know how hard it is to be a clown. I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing how much work it is and physical, yeah. physical work. Just respect the clowns, bitches. Um, Seriously. Yeah. So you, oh, wait, I have to ask you this question. Did your father okay. really like have a van and take old ladies shopping? Yes. And he, well, it, it, the thing, it's the funny thing was that I found out about that. See, my dad, my dad, he's a man of very, uh, not a lot of words. Um, you get him talking, it's cool and stuff, but he well, which is never, that so funny. Cause you are a man of many words. Yeah, many. And, and, it, and I will share my feelings. I will let you know if I'm hurting or sad or happy, uh, you know, um, and, and uh, I'm that guy who I, I don't really smoke weed anymore, but when I used to, I would walk right up to people at parties and go, hey, I'm just, I'm just know I'm high. So sorry. You know, I'm just know it's like, <laughs> great. Thanks for, thanks, strange, huge. Wasn't dude. even, wasn't even paying attention to you. So don't, great. Wouldn't, couldn't care less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my, so my dad, my dad never wants to burden you. So he, my dad did hospice work for a while and he would, I would I be can't like, hey, with dad, your would parents. Like, what the fuck is with ridiculous. your angel parents? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I, my dad would be like, oh, I was hanging out with, uh, with uh, Bernie. And I'm like, okay, dad, who's Bernie? Oh, he's this old guy. He's dying. Okay. Excuse he's, me? I've decided he's Jewish. Yeah, go ahead. I go, excuse me? And my dad's like, oh, I didn't tell you I'm doing hospice? Like, no, fucker. Leave yeah. with that. You, it's an old, it's, oh, he's this old guy. I'm, he's dying. Like, don't worry about it. Like, would you just tell me that you sat with oh, a man? Oh, my God. And read him books? And, and my dad said this. He's like, you know, it's hard, but it's not bad because uh, they don't really want you to talk. Mostly they just want you to listen. I can do that. So he would just sit and listen to rambling people, you know, in their, in their wow, final Wow, he's so patient. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and he did. He did, uh, he did foster care work where, you know, just monitoring kids in, in homes where they wow. just make sure they're not in danger. But, yeah, the thing, the thing I, how I found out about him driving the old ladies to go shopping is my mom, I came home to, for a visit and I was like, where's dad? And my mom was like, oh, he's with his ladies. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> it's what? It, what? Dad Dad has a harem? What's going on? And my, my mom was like, oh, no, he takes elderly women shopping at Lloyd Center. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I did. <laughs> I did. I got all the information I could get out of him. And so in the bit, it became that he puts women in a, in a van Oh yeah, it's Sounds in the bit. You... Gives it kind of a joke, and my dad. But your dad got mad. You said that you he rents a van, so he got mad. Well, he was like, he was like, it's not a van, it's a station wagon. I'm like, uh -huh. too late, dad. The special got shot. We're you know, and also, that, that... it's funny. I'm allowed to say van instead of station wagon. 
hundred thousand yeah. percent. This is my art. I can embellish. So you go to Chicago and you're just, I don't know, putzing around, as we say. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> and how did you get on stage the first time? I, I, I took improv classes. I tried to break yeah. into theater, couldn't break in. Uh, and also, I didn't sleep out on the on the you know stoop of these of these of these black boxes begging to be because a lot of right. it was like friend groups. A lot of the you know you had you had Steppenwolf, which no, yeah. there's no way they're I'm getting hired for equity. Yeah. And then you had these other ones that were very cliquish. And I was kind of like I saw some of the plays and I was like I'm this isn't really resonating with me. And then I I was I was waiting tables. And a few of the waiters and and uh, our servers were like were like oh you should take classes at one of the improv places and I was like well th- that makes no sense to take a class to make things up and they're like you'll learn uh, what I mean if you do it and I was like okay and so I put a little money aside and I took levels one through five level five I took with Del Close uh, I love Del yeah. yeah and and he uh, you know I was my friend had a great point where he's like our parents all remember where we were when Kennedy was shot. We all remember in the Chicago scene the one or two times we made Dell laugh because he just wouldn't laugh at anything. Yeah, and if yeah. you had some mover choice that made him laugh, you had that like a jewel. You just kept close yeah. to yourself. Um, and then um, they added I, I was on an improv team. We were doing OK. And they added a sixth level. And I was like, I don't have the money. And, um, you know, I'm not going to intern, which means hauling kegs every yeah. weekend for you for free. Uh, and they're like, well, then you're off the team. And I was just like, well, then I'm a stand-up because I'd been doing open mics at that point. And I was kind of like, you know, I, that's like, I say like my, 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 my lightsaber turned from green to red or I turned to the dark side of the forest where I was just like, fuck this. And especially because in Chicago you had, it's not that the case anymore as much, but you had improv and you had stand-up and never the twain shall meet. It was Hatfields and McCoy. Yeah, it that's, was, it's, that's know, so true. And it, it's such uh yeah. I mean, it's a great stand-up scene, but it's known for its improv scene. Yeah, and they want to have nothing to do with no. Yeah, no, and and and, it, they, and it's I not- feel like. Do you feel like the the improv scene is a little? You, you know, they think they're a little better than the. Well, it's a little more cultured, and yeah. I wouldn't say they're necessarily wrong, but I will put it this way: yes. this is my micro. This is my always my microcosm parties. Would you rather be at a party full of stand-ups or a party full of imp- improvisers? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that. I would, I would, I would totally, say stand-ups. Yeah, same. Because, because most of us know when to shut the fuck up. Most of us know not everything's an initiation. And most also, they, I don't want everyone saying yes and hey nope. now. Yep. Yes. Yes and, and yeah. Because they're just – it does teach you cooperation. It teaches you teamwork. But – Sometimes I just don't want to be on a team. I don't want you to form a team with me right. and five other people. It really, yeah, expected. it's true. I equate stand up with jazz, but that's more like jazzy in a way mm. because of the uh, what's coming next. Okay, I got to react to that. Okay, yeah, so, and I did. I was around yeah. people who were improvisers who still still some of the the, the quickest draws I've ever known. Right. Yeah, people who thought of stuff so fast. I remember I, I, there's this guy. Uh, Bill Glass, who is, um, he's now in all these insurance ads where he's teaching people to not be their parents. He has, like, oh, yeah, that, yes, yes. Yeah, he's so funny. And we waited tables together. And I remember once my friend Wes was walking on the stairs with him and somebody was passing him. 
And the guy was like, hey, you know where the bathroom is? And Bill just goes, yeah, it's right up the stairs to the left next to the pants exchange. And they kept walking. And then Wes started cracking up, realizing the guy who asked where the bathroom was had like the ugliest purple pants on he'd ever right. seen. Like, and That's Bill, hilarious. Bill made one of the guy's pants. The guy probably had and, unzipped and peeing it and then went, oh, fuck you. Like it probably right, didn't hit yeah. it until, you know, just so, just really yeah. quick draw. So I'll give them that. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Matt Bronger. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast, nor my life, as Elisa will attest to, would not be possible without Brittany Joe Sowards, who married a Jew. If you like the show, which, I mean, how can you not? I'm brilliant. Please subscribe and leave a review. Please it just helps more people find it and then I can you know continue with it because it's getting to the point people that I might not be able to and that is not a good thing because I love interviewing people also I got many Twitter uh, people writing to me saying they listen to the end so Daniel Papa I love you he said, uh, I listen to the end every goddamn podcast so long. I fucking love you, Daniel Papa. I love you. I have another one. Our next one for next week. I'm not telling you her full name, but her na- first name is Jessica. But I'm just not telling you the full name because I want her to have her own thing. So right now we're celebrating Daniel Papa. Um, I wonder if he's um, related to, to Tom Papa. And he likes me. He thinks I'm funnier than Tom, which I totally am. Oh, don't tell Tom I said. Anyway, yeah, so thank you for listening until the end. Follow me on Twitter at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, and you can see everyone being anti-Semitic. Follow me on Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. No, yeah, that's right, and TikTok, which I'm going to be doing more TikToks because everyone yelled at me that I didn't do enough TikToks. And, you know, go to my website, JudyGold.com. Oh, I'm doing a live podcast in New York City on on November 11th for the New York Comedy Festival with Al Franken. So if you live in New York, get your asses to the live podcast. It's going to be fucking fantastic. What else do I have to say? I don't know. Enjoy your Halloween. Dress up as something, you know, fun. And don't dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer. I can, you know, that's ridiculous that they do that film and then people... Are, no. He was a fucking serial killer, you assholes. Anyway, I need to eat dinner now. I I love you all for this. Thank you. Thank you all. Please write to me if you listen to the end because I love you even more than I love my my kids and Elisa. Okay? Okay, I was just kidding. All right, we're going to go eat. What are we going to eat, Dar? Whatever you want. Dar, you know you have a craving. No, I don't. Oh, I thought you wanted to go to the Mediterranean place. Whatever you want. See? See how my girlfriend is? All right. Anyway. Oh, I got everyone. I got a new. I got a new office chair and my back doesn't hurt. I'm so fucking. It was really expensive, but I'm really happy I did it. All right. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And as we always say, and as Daniel said to me, Daniel Papa, so long.